Good morning. It's good to be with you guys this morning. How's everybody doing out there? Good? Got a few goods? Good, good, good. Well, if you missed it earlier, my name is Jeff. I'm one of the pastors here at Faith Cove, and I just wanted to extend my welcome to you guys that are here and present and also joining us online and in our couple of extra rooms that we got going on today, too. Uh, so we, this week is our first week where we're kind of moving forward with our kid ministry plan, our options that we got. And so if you missed it last week, we have our cry room that's over there. Uh, that's for our you know, young, um, young kids, our nursery kids. And then we got our family room, which is just an opportunity for families and kids to gather so kids can wiggle and be loud and do whatever they want. We got some, uh, well, probably not whatever they want, <laughs> but uh, they got some crafts and whatnot for them over there. And then we also have our drop-off with our nursery um, and then our uh, K through 5th. And so just open it all up. But I also wanted to say, hey, we're trying to build our kids' men team too. It's been shut down for a really long time. So if God uh, is stirring on your heart and you want to be a part of that team, please uh, let uh, Cindy or Lauren uh, know. You can do that by filling out a connection card. Uh, we'd love uh, to have more volunteers back there. We have a few right now, and we're making calls, and we're trying to just bolster up that team. And so we're looking for uh, two people for like a two-week commitment um, um, well, it takes two people, sorry, I got tripped up on my words. It takes two people to make that happen right now. So we're looking for two volunteers per week. Uh, and so we're looking for a two-week commitment time to make uh, fall happen. So if that interests you, if you would like uh, to participate, we'd love to have you guys a part of that team. Um, and in fact, if you're just, maybe even it's uh, something that you've thought about, but you don't know if you like it, check it out. Follow up with Cindy or Lauren and uh, spend a Sunday back there and see what's going on. And maybe you find out you have a passion or a, a talent you didn't know you had for, you know, kindergarten through uh, fifth grade. So um, I know one, one time when I was serving at a church, we were short in our kids' men program. So I went back and served and I was like, man, I really like this age group. <laughs> they do what you tell them most of the time. <laughs> and they're fun to play with. So and it was just fun talking to God about them and make, building Legos and playing uh, some games with them. So uh, if that's you or even interests you uh, a little bit, we'd love to have you a part of that team. Will you guys join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for being a good and gracious God. As we dig into your word this morning, God, I pray that your presence would be here in this place. I know it's already here in this place. Because you say wherever two or more are gathered in your name, that you are there. So God, open up our hearts and minds to your truth and wisdom this morning. God, may it take root in our lives so that we can bear fruit to give you glory, honor, and praise. And God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Well, last week, Kurt kicked us off with a new series called Know Your Why. And so he shared with us that God has been leading our church, uh, where our God has been leading our church in regards to our discipleship pathway. And Kurt has also shared how we've shifted some of our roles here on staff to better accommodate where God is leading us right now for the fall. This is all part of how we, as a church and as leadership, are discovering our why and how to uh, and serve God better um, here at this church. This week, we're going to be diving a little bit more into the personal aspects of knowing your why. And so I'm glad you're here. And this is just the beginning. This, we're just going to kind of just break through the surface of understanding our why. We're spending several weeks here. And so um, it's an important question to ask. What is our why? When we ask our why, we often get to the root of our motivation, get to the root of why we're doing the things that we're doing. 
As Kurt shared last week, he said he would like to lose some weight. And so he's been asking himself why. And I can relate. So can I. <laughs> I would love to lose some weight. And I've been asking myself the same question. I was like, yes. All right, let's go here. So I, I, I did what Kurt said last week. And I started to ask, well, why? And kind of started to peel back the layers of the motivation of why I wanted to lose some weight. And first I'm like, well, I want to lose some weight because I want to feel better. That's, that's a good, good reason, right? And I'm like, well, there's more there. So why? Why do I want to feel better? Well, I was like, well, I want to be more active than I am right now. I get tired, and I know that a lot of that has to do with my overweightness. And I said, so why do I want to be more active? I said, well, so I can have more adventures and do more activities with my wife and daughter. Well, why do I want to do that? Well, because I want to create fun experiences and have adventures with them. And I want to be a dad who always plays. My dad uh, was a young dad, and he always played with me when I was little. And I cherish that. And so I want to be that dad, too. Unfortunately, my dad had me in his 20s, and I'm in my 40s. So <laughs> I, got, I got a couple years on him. <laughs> it's a little harder. But my wise, then, it means they, they deserve my best. My wife and my daughter deserve my best. And that's my ultimate why of why I want to get more in shape. And so asking that why is an important question. And what's driven me to this, ask this why, and, and, and especially to working out, and we're going to get here a little bit, but I want to share with you, I don't know how many of you guys saw a commercial that was kind of bouncing around the interwebs last Christmas. I don't think it was on TV because I believe it was a European uh, uh, commercial. But it showed this grandpa, so I'm going to tell it to you because it like, really motivated me and it made me go, huh. There's this grandpa, and he'd wake up, his alarm would go off, and you'd see him rolling out of bed, and his wife looks mad at him for waking up so early. And then the next thing you know, he's hustling out his door, and he goes to a shed, and he's pulling down boxes, and he finds this heavy kettlebell. And you're like, what is he going to be doing with this? And the next thing you know, you see him in the shed, you know, in his work, all in his sweats, and he's picking it up, and he's going like this. And he picks it up, and he's struggling, and he's going like this. And then the commercial continues as uh, the seasons pass, and you see him, and he's getting more confident. He's more chipper when he's waking up early in the morning. And when you see him start doing the motions, you know, he's got the more fluidity, and he's like, yeah. And you just, you can see that he's much more fit and much more athletic, and he's been working out for the good part of the year. And then the next scene, they show that grandpa dressed up in a suit and tie, and he walks into a house. And this little girl comes up holding a star. And it's Christmas time. And he looks at his granddaughter, and she looks up with him with bright eyes, and he picks her up and holds her up so she can place the star on the Christmas tree. It makes you, well, I want to cry. <laughs> I did cry the first time I saw that, if I'm honest. And I was just like, wow. He knew his why. He had motivation. And I know that that isn't our gospel, our Christian motivation, but that's, it kind of gets to the same heart. This question, why? Because it goes straight to our heart of our sense of being and our belonging to the world. Why am I here? These are questions we should be asking ourselves if we haven't already. Why am I here? And not just here on earth. Why am I here in Sumner, Washington or Bonnie Lake? Why am I here at this job? Why am I here at this church? Why am I here at this club, on this team or in this group? Why am I here? And wrapped up with all those questions, there's so many others. Where should I be going? What should I be doing? How should I be living my life? What should be my pro priorities? 
These questions begin to peel back all the layers in our motivations that drive us, that fuel us in our lives. We need to be asking the question of why. Because all of them fundamentally link to the search for our purpose, our direction, our why. Our text for this morning comes from the Gospel of John, and we're going to unpack this a little bit more. It comes from John chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. Scripture says, The next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself do not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, A man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. The next day John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw him, saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. I want to focus in on that last part of the text this morning. I believe it is the first piece to understanding our why that we're going to get this morning. That Jesus first enters the scene and John the Baptist's disciples notice. It was Jesus who broke into their world. He passed by them and they were looking to see him, seek him out. They weren't looking to seek him out, but he was there. There he was. He was in, they were intrigued by his presence And they decided to follow him. And Jesus took notice. And while they were following him, Jesus turned and asked, what do you want? And when I hear that, I don't know about you, but I was thinking about if somebody was following me, and I turned back and go, what do you want? That isn't necessarily a nice thing, right? (laughs) I'm like, why are you bugging me? I mean, better, I would probably ask, because I I typically am more polite. Not always, but typically. And I'd probably turn around and go, "Uh, can I help you? (laughs) And, but what Jesus was actually saying, because as we look at the words in the scripture, the Greek there is uh, zeito, if I can say that correct, I don't speak Greek, (laughs) Uh, which means to seek. He was asking, what do you seek? What are you seeking? He saw that they were following him. And they were with John the Baptist beforehand, but now he's asked, what are you seeking? What do you want? What are you seeking? And the implication of the disciples' question is clear. We don't know the answer to your question. We're not sure what we're seeking. We don't know where we are going. Because all they ask is, where are you staying? (laughs) But we do know that we want to spend time with you, to abide with you, to learn more about you. Because if you are who John says you are, then maybe you will be able to show us what we are truly seeking. 
Jesus' simple response to the disciples also acknowledges their unspoken questions. The words, come and see, implied so much more simply than come and see where I'm staying. Jesus meant, come, find out the plans I have for you. Come, follow me. Continue to follow me. Come and discover the callings and the passions that I will give you. And that is exactly what the disciples did. They entered the house seeking something, but they left discovering that there were that they were the ones being sought after. For it was actually Jesus who sought them out and called them. In that moment, they gave up searching for their own truth and took up new callings and identities. Not because it it was that they had all the answers, but because they found the one that did. The disciples knew something was missing, and they saw this encounter with Jesus is something of what they had hoped for. They saw that Jesus was something more than someone more than, than just offered repentance, like John the Baptist. They saw that this was the missing piece of their lives, a relationship with God himself. How, how often is this true with us, that we, we sometimes just seek Jesus out as that person that, uh, that we have assurance in our faith, that we know he forgives us our sins and we in repentance. And so we seek him that out as kind of like our life insurance policy. And we forget that we have uh, a living, breathing relationship with the creator of the world in our relationship with Jesus Christ. We forget about that at times. We forget that he sought us out, and, that, and, and by seeking him, we, we begin to realize, realize our purpose and our calling and, and the things that he's planned for us in advance and the way he's designed us. We forget about that. We forget that we, we might not have all the answers, but we know the one who does. And he's sought a relationship with us. And if we call ourselves Christians, we're in a relationship with him and we have access to his knowledge, to his power, and to understand what he's called us to do. What does this mean for us? Well, if we really want to know our why, we must seek the one who has the answers. He's already waiting for us to knock on his door. He's already waiting for us to begin to ask those questions. He's already waiting for us to offer the aspects of our lives that we want to give up to him uh, to help reveal the things that we need revealed. He's already there waiting for us. After all, it's God who gave us our unique humanity, who put our passions and talents within us for us to use. Crucial to our understanding our why, then, is understanding ourselves Understanding how God has wired each and every one of us. Seeing the passions and desires that God has placed within us as part of his unique uh, creation of us. Like, I don't, I don't know everyone here super intimately. I don't know all your passions and desires. But I know for a fact that God has called us all here to this place, to faith covenant for a reason. That we may join together in a beautiful mosaic of his body. That there's things that you have that I don't. There's perspectives that you have that I don't. There's talents that you have that I don't. That's why it doesn't work for just a pastor to lead a church and do all the work. (laughs) Not that that happens here, because we all do the work. We share the load. But that's what it takes. That's what it is. It takes all of our passions 
It takes the body of Christ working together because God's created each of us uniquely. And it's up to us, with God's help, to begin to discover how he has wired us. I'm reminded of the scripture in Psalm, chapter, uh, Psalm 139. It says, For you've created me in my utmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God knows us intimately, and he knows us better than we know ourselves. Seeking him out is part of the beginning of answering our why. <clears throat> and if you've done this, you, you have journeyed, um, you've journeyed this discovery. You've had this continual discovery, as, as I have in my faith. I know that <clears throat> I've questioned why at different points in my life, and different points in my career, of why am I here, God? What am I supposed to be doing right now? And I've sought him out. And he's answered. He's shown me through prayer, through his word, through the discernment of the community I was a part of. He revealed to me the things that I needed to see so that I could continue to move forward in the direction that he has called me to. The unique plan that he's placed on my life. And all of us have a unique plan that he's called to our lives, for our lives. I remember that my first, when I was in high school, I didn't know what to do with my life, and my dad owned a business, so I'm like, I'm going to be a glass man like my dad. <laughs> I'm going to install shower doors and mirrors the rest of my life, and then take over when my dad decides to retire. That's the right family thing to do. That's just what I thought I was called to do. I didn't seek out anything else, but my dad's business ended up going bankrupt my junior year of high school, and my parents, in turn, ended up going bankrupt to save our house. And it was a tough time. And all of a sudden, not only was my world falling apart just because of all the bankruptcy and everything, but my plan, the plan that I thought I had for my life that I was ready to do, I was ready to go. I was ready to work in construction. I'd already been doing it since I was in seventh grade when my dad started the business. I was ready. I was ready. <laughs> and my dad would train me in the business aspect so I could take over for him. I was ready. It seemed like a simple plan. And now my junior year when all my friends were getting ready to go to college, my life was upside down, and none of them understood why. I was like, what am I supposed to do? I remember praying in the youth group one night that, and I felt like God's tug towards ministry. And I'm like, nah, that's not God. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be in ministry. <laughs> There's no way. Um, too rough around the edges. I'm not a pastor. I'm not polished. I'm not. All these things started creeping through my head. And then I took a year off because I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And I, but I was seeking the Lord. I was seeking his plan for my life. I was seeking out to know my why. And I watched as he began to call me back into ministry again. And I'm like, okay, I'm listening this time, God. <laughs> and I, so then I did the next best thing. And I went to my youth pastor and I'm like, because I didn't know how to become a youth pastor. I felt like God was calling me to youth. He was reminding me, he's like, you like to have fun and games. You love studying your Bible. You're relatable. And I was like, okay. 
speaking these words over me. So I, I, I went to my youth pastor. I'm like, do you think this is true? I was discerning it with my community. I'm like, do you think this might be true? And he's like, I can see God calling you into ministry. And I said, so what did you do to become a youth pastor? He's like, well, I, mar- I, I majored in uh, uh, fishing and wildlife. So <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't help. He's like, I know, God called me to be fisher of men instead of go fishing. <laughs> I was like, nice youth pastor joke. <laughs> His name was also Pastor Jeff. <laughs> so, and he's like, well, I guess you could go to school. And I was like, oh yeah, I could go to college. I hadn't thought about that. In fact, I'd kind of avoided it. Didn't think that was for me. And so, once again, I was like, okay, I'll apply and see what happens. I'm going to trust God in this continuous journey of discovery as I seek out the why and how and what God is calling me to. And it's a continual journey as we seek the Lord throughout our lives. And so I, I, I ended up in college, and now I'm majoring in youth ministry. And I remember my sophomore year, I was second-guessing it again. And so I, I dropped all my youth men in Bible classes. I'm like, nope, I'm just going to take all my gen eds. I'm, I'm going to stop and pray and think and make sure this is where God's calling me. And once again, I felt his nudge, pulling me into ministry. And then I served up in youth, uh, served up in Alaska for 10 years as a youth pastor, at first as an intern and then as a youth pastor up there. And that was a huge leap of faith. I was like, God, where are you calling me? And he's like, Alaska. <laughs> and I had been praying because I had done an um, internship in Port Orchard, Washington here. And I was like, God, please let me land in the Pacific Northwest. I would love to live there. It's so beautiful. And he's like, yep the real Northwest. (laughs) But I learned so much, and during this process, this continual journey of uh, seeking out the Lord, that's when we discover our our interests and what we're good at and what we're not good at and where God's calling us to get better. It's in this process. And you know that's what happened with the disciples if you continue to read through the Gospels and even the Epistles. You see people grow. At the tail end of that story in that chapter in, Gos- uh, in uh, the Gospel of John, we see that Andrew, the, one of the disciples that was with John the Baptist, he invites another guy to come meet Jesus after spending the night with Jesus, hanging out with him. Who is that guy? Ends up being Simon, who ends up being Peter, who helped found the first church. Just imagine his journey from being a, a fisherman to you know, being asked to come hang out with Jesus, and all of a sudden, here he is, leading the first church. I don't think that was in his cards either, right? Do you think it was in his cards? (laughs) And the continual steps that he had to go through, through his three years with Jesus. Remember, he's the one that denied Jesus. And that next day, Jesus sought him out and said it was all right. So part of our continuous journey in our faith and asking our why is going through that process. And it's a process of reflecting. It's a process of analyzing ourselves and seeing how has God wired me? What, what am I good at? How have I chosen to follow him and serve him and realize there's some things I'm good at and some things I'm not? And then you begin to kind of figure out how God's wired you and how you fit together in the body of Christ. And God's continued to do that with me because I continue to ask those questions. Why am I here, Lord? What am I doing here at this church? What are the priorities you would have for me here while you have me here? What am I called to do for you? 
How have you wired me to best help the people you've placed around me in my sphere of influence? And God has continued to show me. And that doesn't go without times of doubt. It doesn't go without times of not knowing for sure. But the seeking never stops. Seeking the Lord and all that. And that's why that's our first step of knowing our why. So we've got to seek the Lord. Because we're going to find out in the weeks to come that our why is the intersection of where our passions and our talents intersect with the will of God. Our why is the intersection of where our passions and the will of God meet. You guys join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're a God who loves us, who wants us to discover how you've created us, that walks beside us in that process and loves us as we stumble and fall. God, we thank you that you, you approach us, that you enter into our, you entered into this world, you enter into our lives in a way that all we got to do is follow, to seek you out and where you have us calling. But not in a way that's where we follow you from behind, but we, we walk alongside you. And you're guiding us as a friend. God, I pray as we continue in this series, God, I pray that uh, you would just give us the courage and the bravery to be honest with ourselves and ask why. God, why am, I, why am I here? Why am I at this church? Why am I in this community? What do you have for me, God? What should my priorities be? Because I know when we do that and we see your will and the way you've designed us, that that's where that joy is and that's where that life in abundance is that you've called us to that you promise us. So God, grant that to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.